Having a fantastic relationship is a learnable skill. And the main reason that so many people feel dissatisfied, stunted, unseen, disconnected in their relationship, either in general or just in certain areas like emotionally or sexually or whatever the case may be, the reason that that happens is because people lack an education in how to create a really fantastic relationship. One of the fundamental principles is uncompromising intimacy. And this week, when my podcast editors are on their summer vacation, I'm re-releasing the episode that I did, which is all about uncompromising intimacy, so that you can really soak in the concepts and be inspired to implement it in your own relationship. So keep listening. Here we go. Welcome to the Intimate Marriage Podcast, where I teach educated, successful couples how to have incredible, passionate relationships so that you can stop compromising and start feeling fully alive in your relationship. I'm your host, Alexandra Stockwell, aka The Intimacy Doctor. I'm a physician and an intimate marriage expert. My husband and I have been married for 26 years. We have four children and full professional lives, and we've created an amazing relationship. I've also shown hundreds of couples how to do so as well. If you want to deepen your understanding of your own relationship and learn to access new heights of emotional, sensual, and erotic intimacy, you're in the right place. I will show you how. Now let's dive in. This topic, which is so dear to my heart, actually dear to all parts of me, and that is Uncompromising Intimacy. It's the name of my book, and it really points at one of my absolutely foundational beliefs in how I work with couples and in everything I teach about how to create juicy, dynamic, passionate relationships where things are engaging and meaningful and unpredictable for decades. When I'm speaking about uncompromising intimacy, what I'm really talking about is that the key to passion, fulfillment, intimacy, and success isn't compromise. It is developing the ability to be uncompromising because when both people feel free to be themselves, and know how to love and be loved for exactly who they are without needing to change or contort to fit the culture of the relationship, that creates a relationship which is juicy, nourishing, and deeply satisfying. So let's first start with some definitions because everyone is familiar with what compromise means And I use uncompromising in a very particular way that needs a little explanation. So in terms of compromise, really throughout the world, people are taught that the key to a great relationship is learning to compromise. And the secret to a happy marriage is compromise. 
if you want to really enjoy your marriage, you better get good at compromising. And that just isn't true. If what you want is a pleasant companionship, a kind of bland, neutral, fairly supportive relationship, compromise is your best friend and will absolutely get you that. But if you want just exquisite erotic connection and emotional depth and exploration of body, mind, and spirit, then uncompromising intimacy is the way to do that. Now, when some people hear the word uncompromising, they immediately think that it is being dominating in the direction of narcissism practically because you always get your way. That is not at all what I mean by uncompromising. If you think of compromising as holding back who you are, holding back aspects of yourself, leaving significant parts of you outside of your relationship, it's like you drop them at the door when you walk in to be with your partner, being uncompromising in contrast means bringing all of who you are to the relationship, not leaving anything at the door. But instead, the more you discover about yourself, the more you grow and evolve, that just means the more you integrate and bring into your relationship. So being uncompromising means bringing all of who you are with self-acceptance and compassion and inviting all of who your partner is with acceptance and compassion. And then when the two of you can see everything there, can feel the range of feelings, can know all of the desires, frustrations, challenges, dreams, and delight, then the two of you can decide collaboratively how you proceed. So an example that I've given often is if your partner loves Italian food and you enjoy it too, but you sometimes really have a craving for Thai, but because your partner never ever wants to eat Thai food, you don't end up going for Thai and you just don't bring it up anymore. Well, that's compromise. Being uncompromising means saying, babe, I love how much you love Italian food and I love going for Italian food with you. But sometimes I just crave Thai food. And I haven't spoken up because I didn't want to annoy you with that. But I want you to know, I just crave Thai food sometimes. And with that, the two of you can figure it out. Maybe you both get takeout and eat in a park. Or maybe he comes to Thai food having a healthy snack ahead of time and he finds one thing on the menu that works for him. Or maybe you go by yourself and thoroughly enjoy it. There's so many different ways that the two of you can solve this in a way that feels really good for both of you, but you never have a chance if you don't even bring up that you like Thai food. Now, this is a simple principle to explain when it comes to restaurants and also in defining uncompromising intimacy. But I'm often asked, how does this actually work in practice? And I want to tell you some examples from my own life and also really invite you to consider 
just like add an extra antenna in your being and notice when are you compromising? Because there's probably some pattern to it. Do you tend to compromise on certain issues? Do you tend to compromise when you're worn out and tired at the end of the day? Do you tend to compromise about what you do as a family on Saturdays because it's just simpler to deal with your own frustrations rather than other people? Really start noticing because once you start noticing the patterns, you can begin to do something about it. Now, for me personally, it's kind of a tricky thing because I have a strong personality. I have had a very strong presence in personality since I met my husband in 1993 when we were both in our first week of medical school. And he had a much more reserved, held back, contained personality. So at first glance, it can look like I'm not holding back or compromising at all because I am louder and bigger with my energy than my husband is much of the time. He has much more of a tendency towards being introverted. But even though that's the case, I have held back in so many ways in my life. And when I got really serious about uncompromising intimacy, both serious and playful, I had a phase where I let him know ahead of time that neither of us needed to actually do anything differently. I was just going to be taking an inventory out loud about any time that I was inclined to acquiesce, hold back, compromise, and not speak up. And I think I did it for a week, and it was revelatory for both of us. And just bringing attention to how much I held back shifted something very profound for me. Because in holding back, I really wasn't giving myself permission to speak up. And I broke through that by just speaking up every time that happened. I actually had planned to say something a little bit different, and I'm going to circle back and say it now. And that is to talk about faking orgasm. Because in the short term, in the moment, that can be very convenient. If you're having an experience and it isn't fun, whether it's boring or uncomfortable or painful or whatever the situation is, it is definitely in the short term, simplest to just fake orgasm. But the problem is that when you do, you are training your partner to do whatever wasn't working for you. Because if you're faking orgasm, you're basically giving positive feedback. You're pretending it's pleasurable when it really is not. And so it is really important not to fake orgasm. It is much more important to say, can we shift and do this differently, however you'd like, or I think I need to stop now. But to fake orgasm to get it over with is really just creating more unpleasantness in the future. Now, that is a pretty dramatic example, but I think of that as one of the ultimate examples of compromise. And it's true when we pretend to be happy with a plan, when we pretend to be complete with a conversation and we're not, when we pretend it's okay that the house is a mess, when it isn't. Now, with all of these things, it's not our partner's job to 
change so that we're more comfortable. That is not where I'm headed at all. But it is our job to be honest about how we actually feel so that then either you singular or you plural can do something about it. When I was really going deep in learning to speak up and acknowledge what it is that I want and how I feel and looking for ways that I was compromising, during this time of speaking up that I've described earlier, I had a time when I was having a conversation with my husband while sitting on our couch. And I was telling him a story about my day. I don't remember the details. It obviously wasn't super memorable. But I do remember how I felt when I kind of finished a sentence. I didn't feel complete with the whole topic, but I was kind of finishing an idea. And he got up. And because I had chosen to prioritize my capacity to stop compromising and to be as courageous as needed to do that, I said to him, because this was the thought in my head, do you find me boring Is that why you got up just now? And he looked at me surprised and he said, no, what you're saying is really interesting. I just have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back to hear the rest. And that might not be such an example of compromise. It's not that I was eating Italian food. It's not that I was faking orgasm. It's not that I was agreeing to play tennis when I really didn't want to. No, it wasn't those kinds of things. But it really was a kind of compromise because I was believing the thought in my head and adjusting my behavior to make things more comfortable for my husband. He wasn't even saying what he wanted. I made it up and then adjusted. And so when I'm talking about being uncompromising and creating the most glorious, ecstatic, broad kind of intimacy and having it being based in being uncompromising, I really am talking about being willing to know yourself, question yourself, question and identify your desires and your motivations, both when you do something and when you don't do something. And when you discover things that are important, and have been manifesting in your relationship, go ahead and be vulnerable and reveal them to your partner. Because it's not just about weeding out anything that's a limitation for you. You want to also lay that at the altar of your relationship so you both can know you better. I'd really love to hear what you think of this episode What do you think of uncompromising intimacy? So please email me, reach out and let me know. If you go to my website, alexandrastockwell.com, there's a contact form. There's a page that's a contact page. And on that, there's a form. Fill it out and let me know what you got from this episode. I'm considering doing more informal chats like this. And I really want to hear from you if this is valuable and what you got, that's the first thing. And the second thing that I want to ask you to do is to go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen, or to Spotify and leave a rating 
and write me a review for the podcast. So go ahead, be uncompromising and let yourself experience more intimacy, which comes as a result. Go to my website, alexandrastockwell.com. Go to the page for contact and let me know what you learned from this episode. And number two, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you're listening and leave a review and a five-star rating for me. Oh, and next week, you have to come back because I'm going to be interviewing my daughter. The episode will be dropping on her 25th birthday, and I'm going to interview her about the experience of being a child and becoming a woman with parents like us parents who highly prioritize juiciness and passion in our marriage and also parent with care intentionality and vision so join me next week and in the meantime go to my website alexandrastockwell.com go to the contact page and let me know what you got from this episode and also leave a review and a rating Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Marriage Podcast. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. It really makes a difference. And if you have a question or a comment, reach out to me via my website at alexandrastockwell.com.